0: Oh, more gold. London Those are at Christmas, Christmas trees. time. London at Christmas time.
1: London, London at Christmas time. Um, I'm going to send you this picture of my mom where her and the horse kick at the same time.
0: What? Is that okay? Yeah, I'm on a Zoom call with work right now, so I can't look at it <laughs> till after, but <laughs> that's right. I'm I'll multitasking. See i'll still
1: send it to you it's alive so you just have to press and hold do you know how live photos work Uh, oh my god
0: i can't believe you just asked me that
1: don't hold your finger near their feet though because then you won't be able to see it it's cute
0: it's like she's doing a a little little dance
1: yeah (laughs) do a little dance make a little love get down tonight getting down tonight are you down with what's happening
0: down with the sickness
1: no down ah. with what's happening (laughs) i was gonna ask you are you down with christmas time
0: i know i know you're behind me i have a wreath i have a tree i have a bookshelf i have a gnome i have many many things
1: what you also can't see, listeners, is he has a picture of Joan of Arc on his wall, holding a baguette with a wreath around her head.
0: She is a saint for what she did. She stood up to the men of the day and they said, you can't do it. And she said, I can't. I'm a woman. And then they killed her anyways.
1: I think she said, oui, I'm a woman. She said, oui, je m'appelle une woman.
0: Oui, je m'appelle Joan of Arc. And what I have to say to you, man, is that the fuck you? Oh, I work Italian.
1: No, it really just sounds like Chris Pratt's version of Mario.
0: Oh, I can't wait for that movie.
1: I forgot to pick up my dry cleaning. <laughs> what you can't see right now, followers, is I am holding up my dry
0: cleaning slip and I forgot. From Mark Twain cleaners? <laughs> Yes. What does he have to do with dry cleaning? Everything,
1: apparently. They're pricey as hell. Six dress, $78. Two fancy dress, $44. One long dress,
0: $20. <laughs> how do they determine between dress and fancy dress?
1: I don't know, but they sure did. Okay, another thing is how do you unclog a drain?
0: There are two ways I've done it in the past.
1: Is it my lo- my job or my landlord's
0: job? It is your job.
1: No, it's not. It's my landlord's, isn't it?
0: <laughs> if you don't like the answer, don't ask the question.
1: But I'm not. I, I, I Googled it and it said it was my landlord's job.
0: Okay, it depends. Sometimes it'll be in contracts.
1: So I was having a shower problem and my landlord fixed it. As in the water pressure was low. And then I was like, my water pressure's low. And he got plumbers to come out and fix
0: it. Okay, well, there are, you can either ask him or you can get either, there's drain cleaner. All you do is pour it down and that's it.
1: It doesn't, I don't, I can tell you right now, I just don't think that'll work.
0: Is it just a lot of hair?
1: No, because I unscrewed the top and the little hair clump was right there. So I got it out and then I used a plunger.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, no, you didn't. You've asked me how live photos, if I knew how they worked, and you used a plunger to unclog your drain. If it unclogs a toilet, why not? Why not a shower? I need to know why. I don't know. Another thing I've done is I've gotten a long stick that has lots of little things off the end, and you stick it down and twist it, and it gets all there I-
1: I broke I broke a wire hanger, and I shoved it down, a wire and nothing came out. See,
0: I don't th- not think you need your landlord. <laughs> You've got this covered.
1: It didn't. None of that worked, and now my shower is so dirty that I don't even want to look at it.
0: <laughs> oh, maybe do the call the landlord. I don't even know.
1: I don't. I didn't even know how to use a dishwasher honestly until this year.
0: And if the your whole freshman year of college, you didn't know how to do your laundry
1: no way i took that in bags home
0: i still tell people that i think it's the wildest thing and then i end it with but she's learned <laughs> an arc of redemption
1: i like how much we talk about each other in the
0: real world what? say more i feel like that i
1: feel like i feel like you talk about me a lot to your friends and i talk about you a lot to my friends
0: you're because you're one of the best people in my life why would i not
1: no i agree with you i'm just saying that makes me happy
0: it makes me happy too and i always say listen to our podcast
1: oh that's the first thing i say
0: <laughs> they're like you have a podcast and then i say juliana can't do a laundry
1: fun fact i was told recently by a flight attendant that i was his favorite passenger ever or on that plane i think on that flight
0: <laughs> okay that's less impressive
1: okay <laughs> but i'll take it his name is michael he flies delta or he works Delta. Well, I guess he does both. But um, but I was sitting up in near first
0: class. Not in. <laughs> near. In the Comfort Plus section?
1: Yes. Yes.
0: The first row of Comfort Plus. The first row of Comfort Plus. So you had yes. the little screen that unfolded from your armrest.
1: Yes. And at first my dad was like, you're going to hate that? No. No, I loved it. I got you... I mean, stretch out. I'm 5'3", and I was full on flat laying almost. And there's no recliner. It's just me and my my butt was at the very edge of my seat. My toes were touching the wall, separating First Class and Cover Plus.
0: Michael had to wipe that down afterwards. Your feet were on the plane.
1: I said touching. (laughs) They weren't like
0: on. All right. Murder I Barely Know Her's editor here. Juliana just wanted to make sure at this point in the programming that everybody knew her shoes were on the entire flight her toes were not out nothing needed to be wiped down anyways back to the show oh my god what
1: who the hell is in germany listening to this podcast
0: oh oh this is really important we according to our analytics We have one consistent listener in Germany, in Hesse, Germany, I believe is, maybe it's Hesse. God bless you. And um, it wasn't just a one-off listen, you've been consistent. So number one, we wanna say thank you. Number two, we wanna say, who are you? And how did you hear about us and what keeps you coming back? And why haven't you submitted any words? Are you the
1: Matthew Gray Goobler German fan account? If you're them, say hello. We would literally love to have you on here.
0: We We want you as a guest.
1: If you are our German listener, please, please reveal yourself and we would love to have you on this podcast.
0: And if you only speak German, who knows why you're listening to this? You can't understand.
1: I doubt because everyone in Europe speaks like seven languages. Yeah, everyone's there
0: smarter than us.
1: Well, I didn't say that. I did. Anyway, please keep listening. Please give us a shout so that we can give you a shout. We would love to recognize you because it means a lot.
0: Yeah. I mean, I feel like why wait till the end? This is a great time to plug. We have an email. We have an Insta. We have uh, lots of places you can contact us.
1: Murder, I barely know her, gmail.com.
0: In the show notes. Um,
1: yeah. So thank you so much for listening and tell your friends. We would love to see Germany pop up to 2%, 3% of
0: listeners. We would love it. We want it to be a sensation across Germany. We will visit Germany. If the wall was still up, we would be the cause of it coming down. We would scale that wall with our voices only. I have a bad back, but you have a good voice.
1: I am. I am auditioning for a musical this weekend. What musical? Uh, it's an improv musical at the Annoyance Theater. Whoa! If I don't get it, this is gonna be sad. I
0: can cut this out.
1: No, because, no, don't cut it out. Because being brave and auditioning is not bad. And being rejected is not a bad thing either.
0: No, it means nothing about you. It means everything about the people casting. Thank you. We got a lot of suggestions on our Instagram for words.
1: An overwhelming amount. And this is not us being sarcastic. Sometimes we are.
0: Sometimes we say, oh, wow, we got a lot of suggestions and then we make them up on the spot. This time we really did get a lot.
1: And it made me so happy. It made my heart, my little heart
0: soar. Okay. So how about I'll you pick one, then I'll pick one, then you pick one.
1: Okay. Our motive is going to be um, coming from a listener whose name is Carson. And the number four
0: is our motive. Wow. That'll be interesting to figure out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that sound is so negative. You have to cut that out. I will. Do a I different will.
1: reaction right now. I
0: will. Oh my god, the number four. That's so unique. I can't wait. <laughs> this next one. This murder weapon. No. <laughs> this alibi. Mm hmm. No. <laughs> <laughs> this location. Mm hmm. It's from friend of the pod, Casey, and it's spatula. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so we have a motive, we have a location, mm-hmm. and now our murder weapon, who is an anonymous person, elevator. Thank you.
0: You're welcome. Let's start. You've seen High School Musical, right? Oh, well, only a couple hundred times. Okay, now give me a number for the second one. Out of ten? No. How many times have you seen the second High School Musical two? Or out of both,
1: out of ten? At least forty five times.
0: Okay. And now one out of ten. Eight. So this will excite you then. This next. I'm excited. Uh huh. You know in the. You know in the um. In the hit song "Work This Out."
1: Yes, I do. High School
0: Musical two. Mm -hmm. The one where they're in a kitchen and they're making percussion noises with all the pots and pans.
1: Oh, Oh, I know. We've got to work, work, work this out. We'll make things right. The sun sun will shine. shine. Yes, I'm familiar.
0: Yeah, so um, this sad murder was covered up by the Disney Channel because it happened in that very kitchen during the filming.
1: I... Could not be more enthralled with this murder, Andrew.
0: I poured through the material. I it, I was reading it like it was a book.
1: Um, I do have to say a slight disclaimer. We did reach out to Kenny Ortega. He had no comment.
0: But Ashley Tisdale did have a comment, and we have that here for you.
1: Give me one moment to pull that up. Um, so I'm a mom now, and I don't really think I should get involved in this, but I can sign an autograph.
0: Um, over Zoom? She hung up. She hung up right after that.
1: But we did get confirmation from her team that we could release that, so. Um, so this starts probably the summer of,
0: give me one moment. We should have written this down in our notes. Oh, the release date was August seventeenth, two thousand seven. So this happened the summer of two thousand six.
1: Mm-hmm. And it was a pretty normal summer for the resort. Fun fact: I've actually been to that resort. Um, so I, and I had at, this blew my mind because I had no idea that there was there was a murder in that that kitchen. Um, I didn't I'm take a high school Disney, musical tour
0: or anything. Disney hit it really well.
1: I mean, it's Disney. Don't they own Coca-Cola?
0: They do. Don't look that up, everybody. It's it's hush hush. Ashley Tisdale let us in on it.
1: If we've been, if you've been to the um, Coca-Cola factory in Georgia, you'll know. You'll know. Exactly. There's a plaque.
0: So there we are in the kitchen, mm-hmm. and um, it happened in the in the heat of choreography for the work this out number so you know um they're grabbing all the pots the pans the jars the glasses they're getting the forks the spoons the spatulas the knives the you know you fill in the blank every kitchen utensil you can think of they used in that song just go back and watch the music video blenders yeah that one too i forgot that one dishwashers drying racks they're wearing aprons they it's Almost damn
1: near a tap number. One could have described it like that, but no one did.
0: So they're learning this choreo. And if you remember, I just watched this recently for research, in fact. If you'll remember, Troy Bolton steps forward and starts doing the choreography. And it's fairly complex. It's pretty complicated Mm -hmm. choreography. And yet, everybody catches on immediately. Except... For our victim, Bert. Bert is one of the extras in the background. Bert Laychek. Bert, you want to give a little background on Bert's uh, personal life before getting cast?
1: Yeah. So Bert was the um, the oldest cast member that had been cast for High School Musical Two.
0: You can say his age; it's fine.
1: Yeah, he was sixty-two. But he had a young looking face and was very young at heart. Um, people were struck by him because he had this this want, this need to be in the industry and he had had that growing up. He had served in um he had served in many wars, so he was a veteran.
0: He was missing a few fingers actually.
1: Mhm. one of the weapons he was using exploded in his hand and he lived with that
0: he called them his prized possessions that he didn't have
1: but what he did have was a performer's spirit um and the casting team noticed that right off the bat so he was there and he was slow to learn the choreography, but everyone got really close to him. Like, everyone treated him like the grandfather on set. You know, the grandfather they never had.
0: Yeah, he would always bring candy to set, like Werther's and...
1: Peppermints. Peppermints,
0: and he would hand them out.
1: And sometimes, when they were really good, he would bring those strawberry candies that had jelly inside. in them.
0: Yep, mm-hmm. Those still... He I was found around this, when they... I found this on the wiki page. Those are still... Zach Efron's favorite candy to this day because of, because of Bert.
1: Yeah he actually gave A big pack of that to Zendaya When they worked on The Greatest Showman together Years later So you can see the impact That Bert had on him
0: Small number of fingers Big heart mm-hmm. That's what everyone on set said
1: I mean over and over again
0: So Kenny Ortega The director and choreographer As you know Um, this was probably day eight of choreography for this number. Um, Mm -hmm. they put lots of work into it. It's not as effortless as they make it look in the movie. They're hot and sweaty. It's a kitchen. There's not great ventilation. It's the middle of the summer.
1: And it was still a working kitchen. They did not shut down a kitchen, the kitchen for, for filming. Um, so they were cranking out brunch, dinner, Breakfast, lunch, midnight snacks. There was room service 24-7. It was hot in there.
0: Every shot, they couldn't do more than three-minute shots because the kitchen staff, that's all they would wait before running in front of the cameras.
1: Yeah, and some of the cooks would wait even less, so... It was really tight. It was really tight
0: filming. There's one little portion that actually made it into the movie. If you go and watch it, you can see it's not an actor. It's really one of the chefs who was going to get someone's meal.
1: And famously, that chef's name was uh, Jacques Rainey. And he was a he was a expat from France. And he just really didn't like musicals at all.
0: And you know what he also didn't like?
1: Hmm.
0: What he didn't like comes with a story. In a cooking accident a few years before, he had lost some fingers. Wow. And he got prosthetics. Mm-hmm. But one look at Bert's fing- Bert's hands, it was an ugly reminder of the pain he'd mm-hmm. gone through. And so immediately, him and Bert are enemies.
1: And you know, Bert did his best. He was, he was first on set, last to leave, happy to be there, easy to work with, is what they always said. And Jacques was really jealous that he had this really good reputation on set because Jacques had never gotten a good reputation with his fellow cooks. Um, where Bert had, you know, less fingies, big heart. Jacques had, Jacques had less fingies, more fart. And that's what they would say about him in the kitchen. It was really mean.
0: And then that rumor passed to the High School Musical cast as well. And so everybody Mm -hmm. started saying it.
1: And really what did it was when four different people came up to him and said, you know, we all love Bert. (laughs) We wish you would leave. (laughs) And the fourth person even said, we wish you'd die.
0: And that's what put Jock over the edge
1: yeah those four the number four that that number of,
0: of people coming up to you saying they they wish you die that's really hard, so in the very back and you can see it in some shots in the very back of this kitchen, there's a dumb waiter mm-hmm. where they would send the food up to their fan to the penthouse suite
1: mm-hmm Kenny's sweet during filming, right?
0: Yeah, Kenny's sweet during filming, exactly.
1: Mm-hmm. Mr. Ortega, really living that sweet life.
0: I see what you it's did there. a Disney there. reference. So Jacques, this fourth person came up to him, said, I wish you would die. <laughs> Which, granted, they shouldn't have done that.
1: No, they shouldn't have.
0: It was Gabriella.
1: Otherwise known as Vanessa Hudgens. It was Hudgens. Vanessa
0: Hudgens. She was the mean one.
1: Use her legal name. You know?
0: Yeah, sorry, I just got deep into the world of High School Musical. Or Call call Her By Both. You know what they say? Best of Both Worlds. There's another one. So Jacques gets this idea in his head. He says there's only room for one fingerless man in this kitchen. Mm -hmm. And so you want to tell him about the night um, him and Bert the night of the incident. Hmm.
1: Um. So, you know, Jacques really decided. You know, it's the night of all nights, and um, nice. So he um, he called Bert and said that they were going to do a um, late night practice, and Bert was a little you know sketched out because. Everyone else, they had bunks. They were sleeping in bunks, the cast. Everyone else was asleep. Um, But he was up reading.
0: Hold on. I think I missed it. Did you say Jacques texted him for a late night rehearsal?
1: Yeah. He was part of the kitchen.
0: That's true. If only we could go back and read his mind to see what, why he thought this was real.
1: Well, I'm no Raven. Damn it. No, she can't read minds. She can see the future. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> well i don't know if it was you or me that had the text from the police report but i think we can pull that up
0: i have them um the officer in the case officer long john it says wrote down 9 p.m this was the the officer who um was stationed on the the resorts campus He's Mm -hmm. making sure there's no funny business going on. He said, uh, lights in cabin three, come on. Bunk cabin three. Uh, Someone in the silhouette seems like they're missing fingers. Walks oh so slowly to building eight, which is where the kitchen was. On his way, he falls into the pool. It Takes him a second to pull himself out. He seems fragile. He finally gets up sopping wet. Does not dry off at all. That was in all caps. Finally makes it to building six. Then Building eight. Gets confused. Turns around. Goes to building eight. Should I check on him? No, I'm sure he's fine. That's the notes we have.
1: Um, That officer was fired after that. Just in case anyone was wondering, once they found that report, he was promptly fired because of what happened in that kitchen that fateful night. So Bert gets there and it's completely pitch black. Jacques had cut the lights, not the electricity, just the lights. And um, Bert could
0: have easily flipped the switch and turned them on, but he didn't think about that. He was soaking wet. He had a lot going on.
1: He was hoping to use like a rag or something to dry off, but the kitchen had been cleared of spatulas, forks, spoons, knives, everything was cleared. Um, And so he was like, oh, it is a dance rehearsal. Um, We must be just doing it in the dark. Um, And he shouted for Kenny. He said, Kenny, just like that and no one answered and then he said um zach vanessa and again no one was there and i think that's when reality kind of really set in for him that this was not normal
0: then he he had forgotten oh jacques was the one who texted me he'll be here jacques And then maybe he shouldn't have shouted this, but he did anyways. He said, small fingers, big fart. And just
1: then Jacques grabbed him by the shirt collar. And we don't even know how Jacques hid so well to be in front of his face, basically, when he popped out. But he knew that kitchen backwards and forwards. So he jumped out of the darkness, pulled Bert's collar all the way to the elevator for the food and he shoved him into that elevator now Bert because he was in so many wars he had the training he had the technical you know wherewithal to fight back so he did he tried his best but you know he was 62 and Jacques and soaking wet was and soaking I mean he basically was developing influenza that's how wet he was And Jacques was literally 24. So he was young and healthy and strong.
0: And so he's shoved his whole body, barely fits into this dumbwaiter. But Bert is stuffed in there. And Jacques, you know, pulls the string. It was an old fashioned one, was not automated. It was very archaic. He had to pull a string. So he pulled this string and made sure that Bert was in between floors. so he was trapped. Mm-hmm. And um, Bert is screaming, he's shouting. He can't um, he, he can't move. He, he's barely big enough to, to fit in the box.
1: And I think we have Jacques did this really cruel thing um, and he recorded he recorded Bert's last words. Or should I say last song in the elevator? Andrew, I think we have that.
0: We do. This is shock. I have just stuffed the bird into the dumbwaiter. Let me get the phone closer so you can hear. We've got to work. Work. Now that noise that you heard at the end, um, that was Jacques cutting the rope. And so the dumbbell fell all the way to the basement and, um, crushed him on impact it was you know the fall
1: Bert died died immediately yeah
0: um so you know there was no pain
1: except for when he was getting beat up and shoved into the elevator
0: there was pain there and um there was obviously pain in his voice as he was singing
1: the psychological pain of knowing you're gonna die i think really it, it it trumps physical pain sometimes i think
0: there may even have been an element of um war flashbacks He was a POW in Vietnam, so he probably was. um, It probably was one of the worst experiences of his life. We'll never know what he was
1: thinking in those last moments.
0: Um, But we do know he wanted to go out in song. He didn't want to go mm -hmm. out with insults, with screaming, with pleading for his life. He Mm -hmm. wanted to go out. In song. And that's why I think, to me, this story has made, work this out one of the most beautiful songs I know. Don't you want to
1: walk down the aisle to that song?
0: Only if everybody in the audience is banging on pots and pans. Because without that percussion element, the song is nothing.
1: And Bert knew that. That's why he added those claps in right before he died. Um, The officer that saw Bert walk into the building confused heard the loud crash and burst in once he heard the noises from Bert's fall and Jacques had his hands up ready to be arrested. He knew that he was probably going to get deported and he knew that the U.S. government might take the rest of his fingers and they did.
0: And um, he confessed to everything immediately immediately every everything even
1: poisoning some of the food that had gone out
0: now for the rest of filming uh kenny ortega and this police officer didn't tell anybody anyone in the cast they didn't want to know that right next to where they were standing and dancing and singing the most beautiful song Mm -hmm. someone had just died uh so that was only his
1: body his body was still there because it was a ele- they couldn't get it out.
0: No, they couldn't get it out uh, while they were still filming and having a functioning kitchen. So they had to wait till after the filming was over. Um, and by then, the last few days of filming, it was really stinky because of uh, things started to decompose down there.
1: They just kept saying that it was different kinds of cheeses. But watching that film back now that you know that, you know Bert was still there, and technically they all were in it together.
0: We're all in this together. Together. We where we are. Where we we
1: are. We're all stars. And And we we see that. that. This episode is in memory of Bert. um, And Jacques, wherever you are, you can burn in hell.
0: Uh, Or as you might say, flambe in hell. That's great.
1: Thank you so much to our sponsors, Disney Channel, Kenny Ortega, and Burt's family.
0: Kenny Ortega paid us so much money for this. At least a thousand pounds. We asked him if he wanted to be a guest, and again, he said no comment.
1: We also asked him to pay us in USD instead of pounds, and he refused.
0: I think he's um, across the pond shooting High School Musical 4.
1: I I sure hope so.
0: Study Abroad. Do it. That'll be the title of High School Musical 4.
1: Oh, (laughs) I thought we were promoting Study
0: Abroad programs. Well, that too. Everyone who's listening, study abroad if you can.
1: Study Abroad with your best friend and then start a podcast five years later.
0: Just a crazy thought. Okay. We're running out on time, so we just need to shut this down. We did all the promo at the end beginning, so all we need to say is Caroline Munsell, thank you.
1: Caroline Munsell, thank you. Thank you so much to those who gave us some suggestions. Keep doing it. Keep following. Keep subscribing. Keep listening wherever you can listen to podcasts. And most importantly, share us on Instagram.
0: Um, Also, just like Listen with your friends. My, I have a friend uh, who was on a road trip with her mom and they listened to it together and her mom loved it, apparently.
1: She should follow us on Instagram.
0: I'm done with this. This is emotionally taxing. I'm down. I'm ready to go. Hey, ready, and roll.
1: <laughs> Sorry, Lightning McQueen. <laughs> Quick question. Quick question, Lightning McQueen. How's the tour coming? Like,
0: great.
1: I have no idea what he sounds like. He sounds like Owen Wilson, doesn't he?
0: Good champ. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I hope I'm muted. <laughs> I'm I, I hope you're not.